Hi, I'm Stephen Adams. This fortnight on New Waves, we're celebrating the 20th birthday of the Make It Up Club, Australia's longest-running weekly concert series of improvised and experimental music. Over five days this week, we'll bring you five sets from night three of the festival in full, along with uncut artist interviews in five separate podcasts. Kick off the series with the Trans-Pacific Trio who opened the night, cellist Judith Hammond, singer Bonnie Lander and Claire Cooper on the Chinese zither, the Guzheng or Guzheng. If you want to cut to the music, skip forward about 10 minutes for the beginning of their intense and dramatic 17-minute live set. But now, it's time for a chat. We're sitting here in Bar Open upstairs in the space where the Make It Up Club takes place. And we're in this strange structure that, as far as I know, wasn't here last week and was definitely not here six months ago, uh, which is a little platform in the corner with a sort of almost like a cage fence around it. We've no idea why it's here, but that's where we're sitting right now. I'm sitting here with a trio of musicians who are going to be playing together in the opening set tonight here at the Make It Up Club. I wonder if you could just briefly introduce each of yourselves to say who you are and what you play. My name is Judith Hammond, and I'll be playing the cello. My name is Bonnie Lander, and I am a soprano. My name is Claire Cooper, and I'll be playing the guzheng tonight. I gather that you guys have not played as a trio ever before. Is that right? Never. In fact, Bonnie and Claire met about 30 seconds ago. (laughs) But Judith, you and Bonnie know each other already. Is that right? We do. We uh, work together in the U.S., in San Diego? Yes, yes. but uh, Bonnie is a Baltimore resident now. What's taken you to Baltimore? Well, I finished at UCSD, and I originally am from the east coast of the United States, and I lived in Baltimore for three years when I was doing my master's. So for me, it's sort of a return home. Have you actually kept in touch then, or you been working together independently since that We actually hadn't seen each other for eight months until about a week ago when we did a show in a grain silo in Barrio Logan in California just before we came here. Is this your first time in Australia, Bonnie? Yes. (laughs) Should I ask you yes or no questions? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) So is improvisation something that you mostly do, Bonnie, as a musician? Is that your background as well? Or what's the core of your... I was trained classically, so I went to school and learned operatic training. So I'd done a lot of art song and operas and then got into improvisation when I graduated from my master's and then I've sort of tried to incorporate the techniques that I learned in school into the free improvisation. So, What about you, Judith? Because, I mean, I first knew of you in relation to sort of contemporary classical music and I'm just is improvisation something that was always there all the way along for you and how does it all fit together? I think improvisation has always sort of been a piece of the puzzle for me and it's it's interesting because I find myself over the past few years uh, doing less and less notated music and more and more of my own projects and a lot of improvisation. Uh, so it's been really great uh, being in the United States and being close to Mexico in terms of engaging with like a really wide range of improvisation scenes and there's a real richness of activity there but uh, it was always sort of something that I did alongside the more new music oriented projects before before I left Melbourne yeah you mentioned something about scenes and Mexico is there anything in particular about 
uh, things that you've heard or been involved with, with that come out of Mexico, I guess? Uh, well, I have been working a lot in a cross-border kind of capacity between Tijuana and San Diego. And there's, a, I think there's a real richness in the DIY noise experimental improvisation scene in these border towns. And I think, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. And also changes to the border, like around 9-11, have sort of brought through this new generation of like very forward thinking, very creative, very uh, resourceful, very musically active uh, groups. So if you look to uh, just in Baja, California, Ensenada, Mexicali, Tijuana, there's really, really interesting things happening there. And then Mexico City is just like... It's like walking into an amazing community of uh, experimental improvisers and practitioners. Okay. So having been part of the improvisation scene in Melbourne, do you find in the States or in Mexico anything in particular that's really different about the way people operate? Or is it in some sense a common culture, I guess? I think there's something very beautiful uh, about the Melbourne experimental improv scene. Uh, I can't really speak to Sydney so much because uh, I don't go there often enough, but Claire would be able to talk about that more. But I think there's a real, uh, because of maybe the size of it and the kind of people who put it together, like Anna Lee and Sean here, for instance, there's a real porousness between practitioners and the backgrounds that they come from. And if you contrast that to somewhere like... Uh, New York City, for instance, where there's very much a, you identify yourself with a particular kind of improv and you work within that scene. LA is even more fractured in a way. Like, I feel like there are all these people who don't know each other exists. And in Melbourne, you have this thing where you're going to have like someone with like a classical background improvising with someone from a grindcore background, improvising with someone from a free jazz background. And it that kind of like fluidity and cross-pollination, I think breeds a kind of improviser that's very generous and open and flexible and I think uh, it translates well in other parts of the world. I think though there's an incredible interconnectivity between the scenes all over the world like one of the things I love about improvisers and how we work and cross-pollinate as you say across the world is that you don't necessarily have these tight units of bands moving around touring necessarily but there's this total global conversation that actually happens over decades and so here tonight is a great example of it you have this soup of people who may like me might have played here eight times and for others it's the first time they're on stage here but you know I've played in Baltimore and probably played with people you've played with before and and you know Marietta Vega who's in Splitter Orchestra in Berlin is from Mexico City and probably played with people who you played with there and there's this maybe two degrees of separation through the improv scene across the world so it's it's a pretty special mode of talking around the world yeah it's an amazing network of people and it's amazing how easily transplantable we all are and how easy it is to kind of just be like oh you know you know blah oh yeah i did a festival with them last year and it's like instantly you're just like okay but this goes for the listeners as well i think i was talking to you Stephen, about you know you've got this community around the music that's ready to take these risks with the players and that generates this very special energy i think wherever you go people aren't showing up expecting these um pre-packaged shiny polished objects you know they're ready for the mess and i'm excited about doing that with you guys tonight
Bonnie, I'm wondering if you want to throw your two cents worth into this about how you've, the sort of thoughts about how these things work and how this scene works for you. Yeah, I'm, I definitely agree that we all we all are really in, interconnected, and it's very it's very fun to go to a city and with a friend and then meet all their friends and then know that you have all these other people that you've interconnected with between. So it's like a big web of really, really kind people. And I think for me, the biggest thing coming here so far to Melbourne is meeting so many nice people. Like, I feel like that's my biggest, the biggest impression. Well, this is my first show. I haven't actually played in a show yet here, but <laughs> um, it's always, it's always nice to arrive in a new place and feel super welcome anywhere you go. And I feel like this, this has been like a, a really strong thing I've noticed since I landed is, is how welcoming and inviting and, um, and excited to play and listen to music that people are here and, and obviously have an ear for it and a dedication to it. And, you know, I feel like in some cities, if it's a really, really, really small scene, there's like a concern for, um, you know, protecting it or something or protecting what? it a little bit. Yeah. Like, is this, you know, like, uh, validated by the city that I'm in like the larger city you know what i mean like with san diego there's it's it's not a, a dominant you know uh, subculture but like in baltimore it's a really dominant subculture and i feel like there's so many people in baltimore who really have like a really good ear for free improv and they know what it means and they'll they know if they want to go see someone or not and there's an investment and involvement and i feel that here and then also just the friendliness and like excitement of, that people have for the music here is, is the biggest thing i've noticed so far well, really looking forward to uh, another exciting night of music tonight and uh, you guys get to kick it off. I don't know if you want to say anything about how you're going to approach that before we wrap up, what you imagine doing when you step up onto the stage. We're just going to make it up, Stephen. We're going to make it up, club. <laughs> Mate. Okay, maybe we'll leave it there then. Go forth and make it up. Cheers.
Oh, that was an at times gut-wrenchingly intense performance. The gestural music and textures of cellist Judith Hammond, Gucheng player Claire Cooper and vocalist Bonnie Lander. And uh, you may have noticed there Claire Cooper using a bow somewhat cello-like on her Gucheng, an unusual playing technique. It was recorded on night three of the Make It Up Club's 20th birthday festival on the 23rd of January 2018 on location at Fitzroy's Bar Open in Melbourne. My thanks go to sound engineer Alex Stinson for capturing the music with me, Stephen Adams. Before I leave you, a little more from Claire Cooper. I spoke to her alone earlier in the night about playing her rather unusual instrument as well as further reflections on the nature of improvisation. So, uh, Claire Cooper, great to be talking to you here in a different city. Uh, it's lovely amazingly. to see you, Stephen. So, uh, have you played at the Make It Up Club a bit over the years? I think over the last 17 years, probably six or seven times. I think I was um, maybe 19 or 20 when it was over at the Planet something. I can't remember what it's called. Something Planet? I think I came down here with um, uh, Jeff Henderson from New Zealand and Robbie Abenaim and Clayton Thomas. I think we had a band called The Dirty Needles. Nice. And Tim O'Dwyer, who was definitely emceeing and maybe organising it at the time, jumped up on stage at one point and just started playing with us. Yeah, and I, I just have wonderful memories of the... There was never a clear line between the stage and the, the, audience. the audience. Yeah, it was always incredibly dispersed. It was great. Still is. So tonight you're playing the good sing, which is probably one of the more unusual instruments in this lineup. Yeah, it still definitely has the element of surprise. I think it's one of those things when you have your own vocabulary on an instrument, but if people know the traditional voices of the instrument, they know that you're doing something else with it. But with something like the, the gusheng people... People assume that perhaps I'm even playing traditionally here in Australia. It's hard to know. Yeah, but this the one I'm playing tonight, I just I bought in Taiwan only in November and it's a smaller version, so I can actually get around with it on my back now. Very handy. <laughs> so now you're playing with Judith Hammond and Bonnie Landis. We've got cello and voice with you. Are they people you've played with before uh, at all or often? Never, never. Mm. So I've heard them both before, but we've never actually, I think, even played on the same lineup before. Wow. So, so this I is think, one of the proverbial make it up club blind date kind of gigs yeah it is and that you know there's there's something incredibly special about lineups like that where everybody has you know there's a, a great optimism and warmth um to it and you know it's as much about the the mess and the grit as it is any moments of what anyone calls success in this music <laughs> that's an interesting thing to think about uh obviously you have a sense of things succeeding or not succeeding but what that means may not have much to do with specific technical things, for example. What kind of things make a, an improvised performance a success for you? I can paraphrase my PhD for you if you like. I'm up for it. No, well, I, I look, uh, one of the most unique things about improvising is that celebration of spending time in these these spaces where you, you're looking for something and you're trusting each other and you're knocking things over um, to get there a lot of the time. Um, and I love that as much as those incredible moments of communion or, uh, I don't know, like when things crystallise on stage. I know that's not for everyone, but in the 20 years I've been playing this music, it's still those moments where you see a group, you know, twisting and, and, and contorting to get somewhere. I find that as a listener and as an audience member as rich as those moments where you see a, a consummate band that's been playing together for 20 years and can move like a flock of birds together. Uh, they, they have as much value for me. Mm. 
the exploration, the searching in a way, the reaching towards something. Yeah, well, you only ever have the moment, right? Like even if you're listening to a recording, you've got someone's decided that a series of moments wound um, piece together create a piece of successful music. But you're only ever listening moment to moment. And in a live experience, that's a million times richer, right? Because you're there. That's an interesting thing, isn't it? That whole moment to moment thing. I must admit, over the years, when people talk about structure and form, I'm, I'm constantly torn between this sense of what, what even structural form even means when you are, in a sense, on this moment to moment journey in whatever piece you're listening to. But at mm. the same time, there is this dimension of, of structure and form. And yeah, like I, I'm not saying that you don't feel like you're in a shape. Like you, there is a three dimensional space of you know sound and color, as you were saying before, the atmosphere that you're in. You, you you're aware of what's happened and perhaps can anticipate what's coming, but you are only ever in that moment with everyone else. Um, and anything that's coming is 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 a surprise, <laughs> including the background sound of tuning yes. reaching into our microphones. Claire Cooper, thanks so much. It was great to catch you here. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to mention while we're in the midst of uh, this this moment. Yeah, oh, look, you know, I'm an organiser as well, so I think um, I'm just baffled uh, and in awe of this uh, this series, the Make It Up Club, because it's yeah, to do this for 20 years every Tuesday night. I, I, I don't know anyone in Melbourne that doesn't know about it, even if they... You know, run screaming from it. They still, they still have a great respect for uh, the consistency of this, you know, adventurous, loving, community-centered series. And I just, I've, yeah, I have great respect for them still continuing it on, and for the audiences of Melbourne being as adventurous as they are. Here's to that. Mm. Cheers. Claire Cooper, co-founder of Sydney's Now Now Festival and the player of the Gujeng in that recording from the Make It Up Club's 20th Birthday Festival. That's all from me, Stephen Adams, for now, but I'll be joining you again tomorrow for set two from night three of the Make It Up Club 20th Birthday Festival. A gentler, more spacious set from Anthony Burr on bass clarinet and the sign tone harmonies of Anthony Pateras and Rowan Drape. Hope you can join me. And until then, safe travelling. <laughs>